Chapter 3 All might left Tartarus with more anxiety and doubt than when he'd gone in. All for one was who he'd always been, eternally amused, cold, mocking, thinking everything was just another level of his twisted game. All that, All Might was prepared for. But then All Might asked about Shigaraki. Where is Tomura Shigaraki right now? I don't know, All for One replied honestly. Unlike yours, mine has already left the nest, gone to do bigger, better things. What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? You wouldn't be satisfied with the answer even if I told you. But enough about that. Let's have a chat about our boys, hmm? All Might, refrain from giving him information not pertaining to your investigation and interrogation. Oh, come on now. Young Midoriya is a part of all this, All for One said. We're very much the same, aren't we, All Might? Though you long to be a symbol of peace and justice, and I long to be an evil devil king. We're both mentors, yes? Different angles, but still the same. It's the same for our boys, isn't it? All Might's scowl turned almost nasty. Midoriya is nothing like Shigaraki. All for one gave the slightest hint of a shrug. If you say so, he replied airily. After all, the boy was with Shigaraki for almost four days. He hasn't told you or anyone else what happened during that time, has he? The hero's fist clenched. He doesn't recall anything, he said through clenched teeth. I'm thankful he recovered well enough to live his life well now. Strange for such an emotional boy, all for one pressed. But, I digress, we are the same, All Might, because at this very moment, neither of us truly knows what our boys are doing, are thinking. I did think that Midori was once nothing more than a blind All Might worshipper, welded in place by the circus that is the hero indoctrination. But he managed to surprise me from what I could see. You're lying, All Might said firmly. You couldn't see anything. You haven't for years. In some ways, even longer than that. Silly boy. That doesn't mean I did not hear things. Then my infrared sight didn't pick up on a few things. But you again make me digress. I am trying to help you, All Might. Even if it destroys you even more than you've already have been. You're speaking nothing but nonsensical lies, All Might growled. You may have sunk your disgusting nails into Shigaraki early, but young Midoriya had a better life, a better chance. An apparently quirkless boy brimming with more common sense and intellect than the average superpowered hero? Now you're the one insulting him. Midoriya may not have had the hardships my Shigaraki had as a child, but in a way, in this society, he's had it worse. He had powerlessness. Something that would have killed a lesser being. How fortunate for you that your generation was not as prejudiced against it. Although the media would have the world believe only 20% of the world is quirkless. The numbers are lower when you take into consideration of unseen or non-flashy quirks. But that boy had nothing save for a bright mind and hope. Powerlessness can twist hope into something ugly with enough time. It puts the world into the true unfair perspective it really is. How fortunate you were you found him at 14. Give it a few more years, and he would have had his hope strangled entirely, his opinion and worldview seen as worthless. Watching ever better as years passed, the generational gap closes, and he remains a powerless relic among a sea of powerful newness. All Might, you have three minutes left. He paused, smiling at the fury on All Might's face. But that's not the case. 
The fact is, his true strength comes from having been powerless to begin with. If he hasn't already, he will learn not to depend on it, but rather depend on what he already knew, his true gifts. Have you been a good mentor to harness and nurture those? Have you encouraged him anywhere outside of his quirk? Or do you only see him as a means to secure the legacy of your own master? All Might stood up fast, hardly hearing the security warn him to stay away from the glass. How dare you throw your own shortcomings into my face, he hissed, blue eyes like fire. All for one laughed. When people have their feelings and intentions guessed correctly, they generally do become angry, he said. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that you care for the boy, All Might. Just as I was surprised to find myself caring for Shigaraki, despite his lineage. But in the beginning, weren't we the same, seeing our boys as means to our ends? The door behind All Might hissed open. All Might, it's time. Please exit. All Might turned around, his fist clenched tightly. You're wrong. He stepped out. He heard All for One speak again. My boy is not the only one with secrets, All Might. Try to come to terms with that. Suguchi gave him a worried look as they passed over the bridge. Are you all right? he asked. All Might opened his mouth to answer when his phone chimed with a text alert. Excuse me, he said, taking his phone out and opening it, seeing a picture of Midoriya's provincial license. I was able to take another step forward thanks to you. Young Midoriya, he said, feeling the weight of his conversation with All for One lifted from his shoulders. He smiled texting back a sincere congratulations and an assurance that was all Midoriya's hard work before leaning back in his seat. I'm fine now, Suguchi. Thank you. All for one was wrong, he told himself. Midoriya was a good boy full of possibilities, and he would support his boy in any way. Izuku smiled at the message that was left for him from All Might, about to text back when he heard Bakugo stalk up to him. Hey, go out front later. The other boy said, passing Midoriya. We need to have a talk. He walked away, leaving Izuku to stare after him, wondering what was wrong now. He kept that in mind, waiting until everyone went to bed and the dorm went quiet before silently walking out of his room and taking the stairs down to the ground floor to avoid any unnecessary noise. He didn't know what Bakugo wanted to talk about, but he also knew the other boy well enough that he knew Bakugo wouldn't have anyone else listening in. He cracked open the front door, seeing Bakugo already outside. Bakugo gave him a near-motionless stare before walking off down the front path, an indication for Izuku to follow him. Izuku did so, frowning. "'What did you want to talk about?' he asked. No answer. "'How far are we going? We shouldn't be walking around in the middle of the night.' Nothing. Izuku clenched his hands, stopping his path and waiting until Bakugo noticed the lack of secondary footfalls to turn back. Let's go, Deku. Not until you tell me what you wanted to talk about, Izuku replied, because I'm not 100% sure you're not going to leave my body in one of Ground Beta's trash cans. Deku, I swear to God. Izuku had his phone in his hand in an instant, thumb poised over the number five. I have Aizawa on speed dial, he warned. You tell me what you want me to hear, or I press it. We're outside, we're alone, and anything you want to say won't be heard from anyone else. So talk or forget about it. Bakugo's eyes almost sparked with unchecked fury, his hands doing the literal saying, You got some nerve, Deku, he hissed, clenching his fist to make the sparking stop, 
After everything since day one up to now, threatening to snitch on a teacher, it's all made zero sense. What the hell are you even talking about? Izuku demanded, already tired from the exam and being up late. Can't you take an ipecac for that emotional constipation you apparently have against me and just say it already? He stalked over to a bench and sat down, crossing his arms. I'm here. After curfew, with my butt and provisional license on the line, and I am too tired to play the same game of kick the deco you've been playing since we were five. So sit down and talk, or shut the hell up and forever hold your silence. Bakugo looked torn between either literally exploding or making good on Izuku's worry of making sure his body ended up in the trash can. But instead, he kept his near-glowing fists clenched and sat down on the bench opposite side of the walking path, glaring almost hatefully at Izuku. "'You've always made me sick,' he spat. "'You were quirkless and useless, so how'd you get into UA and how'd you get a quirk?' He ground his teeth. "'Ever since that sludge villain, ever since All Might came into the city, you've gotten stronger and stronger, up to the license exam where you passed and I failed. What the hell?' "'Kakchan and!' Bakugo cut in sharply, eyes piercing through the dim lamplight." Let's not forget the kidnapping. Izuku went silent, hands clenching around his phone. What about it? He asked softly. Bakugo growled, his fist still clenched and shaking. I heard later that you were on the capture list, that you were captured first, that apparently we'd been in the same damn building for almost four days and I didn't see hide or hair of you until their asshole leader brought us to Kamino Ward. His eyes narrowed. You were fine, weren't you? You didn't have a scratch on you. You looked clean and healthy, if not out of it. I honestly thought you'd been drugged during that time. But at the police station, I overheard that they found nothing in your system. He slammed his fists on his thighs, growling through his teeth. Nothing about this or you makes sense, he snapped. You've always made me sick and pissed off. But thinking about these past weeks has made me more sick and pissed off. As soon as one thing begins to make sense, another pile of bullshit pops up. But starting with the first pile of bullshit, I've been thinking, and I know I'm right. He stared Izuku in the eye. You got your power from All Might, didn't you? Izuku forced himself to stare back and not answer. That boss villain could apparently take and give quirks. After you met All Might, you changed. You got stronger, he got weaker until he lost his power. He and the boss villain knew each other, so they're connected in some way. I asked All Might about it, and he deflected any connection at all and didn't answer me. So I'm asking you. Izuku still said nothing. You're not answering, but you're not denying anything, so it must be true. Bakugo snarled at the ground. Shit. Izuku's own eyes lowered. What will you do with the answer? He finally said. When Bakugo looked back up, he saw Izuku's stare turn almost guarded and threatening. You're smart enough to know that if you weren't told something, and if I'm not talking, then there's a reason for it. If someone as high-profile as All Might never made a mention of it, then it's high-profile stuff to keep quiet about. But as smart as you are, you're also bitter and stubborn enough not to let it go until you get the answer you're looking for. He held up his phone, tapping through his contacts. The fuck are you doing, Deku? I'm messaging All Might, Izuku replied, asking him to set aside time for a meeting tomorrow. You'll never be satisfied with the answers I give you because my opinion and explanation means less than garbage to you. He tapped out a quick text and pressed send, ignoring Bakugo's stunned look before standing. High-profile questions demand high-profile answers. 
That, and I'm too tired to give a damn about your 10-year-long temper tantrum. Sometimes, Kakchan, it's not about you. It's not in direct violation of your existence. Like someone told me about my quirk, I'm telling you about you. You're not as special as you think you are. And if All Might doesn't tell you everything, you're not owed anything he doesn't tell you. He turned and headed back to the dorms, hearing Bakugo jump to his feet. And you think the same shit applies being kidnapped by those fucks? Bakugo snapped. You still haven't told me what the fuck happened to you during those four days. Izuku paused, his hand clenching hard around his phone. I don't owe you any explanation either. He stepped out of the lamppost light. Sight, breath, mind, blend. He didn't look back as he went back to the dorms.